This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world, talking with fellow reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Lisa Tuby. Lisa is a 4-6 reflector and lives in Canada. She's an intuitive coach, energy healer, Reiki master, moonologer, emotion code, and access bars practitioner. Welcome, Lisa. I am so excited to be here today, Annie. Thank you so much for inviting me into this exciting and interesting conversation. I'm, uh, I think what you're doing here is going to be of great contribution to many, many reflectors. So thank you for letting me contribute today. Thank you so very much for being here. I think that all our little tidbits of knowledge and just sharing our journey is just so healing for us and also helpful for other people. So Lisa, let's start with you. <laughs> Tell me about how you found human design or how human design found you. Oh, you know, um, well, I wasn't looking for human design. Well, that's really not the truth. Are we not as reflectors searching for ourselves and constantly searching? So, but I did not actually set out to find human design. It was actually through a friend. Uh, she, uh, um, through a mutual friend, she had her chart run and she was really excited and shared with me. And she was uh, so excited to run my chart because she was 100% certain I was a generator just like her. And it was so interesting because she listed all these things that we are similarities. And then we ran the chart. And uh, the first time I ran the chart, I actually ran it wrong. Uh, you know, that time zone thing got me all messed up. And when I ran the chart, I read it and I was like, oh, I don't know what she's so excited about. This doesn't sound like me at all. It doesn't sound interesting. And then I realized I had uh, messed up the chart the first time and I reran the chart. And when I read it, it was like, I, I don't know. It was like, um, it was the first time I felt validated. I, I felt, I read what the, the information of a reflector was and it was the first time something had resonated. Now, I need you to understand I've spent many decades doing personal growth, self-development, studying and looking and there it was. Um, I probably spent the next 72 hours crying, you know, that ugly Oprah cry, <laughs> hyperventilating, <laughs> you know, that kind of sound coming out of me. And um, I spent probably the first few months just really reflecting yeah. on my life, my journey. And um, it was the first time I could look at certain situations uh, we'll say conflict or challenging times over the years and not judge myself yeah. because I was able to see it from a completely different perspective in how, where things sort of went awry or went wrong or the trauma, the drama, yeah. um, how I played a part in all of that. And so it was so validating, like still to this day, it's validating. Yeah. No, I can echo yeah. exactly how you felt there. That was that was my experience as well. It was, 
you know, days of, not days, but, you know, like a, a while of crying and just feeling that validation. So I really feel you on that and reflecting. Yeah. I love how you said that for a couple of months. I think I did the same. I just really yeah. journeyed back and just looked at it all and thought, oh, that explains so much and gave myself permission to feel how I'd felt or to understand the journey. So thank you. Because, you know, other people, it's, it's very liberating for them. It's very such a beautiful time sometimes it can be as you say just like so shocking so shocking yeah and I can't even begin to tell you how many times over the years I've actually referred to myself as the canary in the cave yeah um through coaching situations or business or work or career stuff I I would just say you know if you just listen to me I'm the canary in the cave I can tell you exactly what's happening um it, it would frustrate me in my career when um i would be able to to share you know what was going to happen and they wanted to hear what i had to say but always would do the opposite and then of course you know six months later it would come back and they'd be like oh yeah you were right yeah because i could feel it happening or i you know, that intuition or whatever that is that we have, that spidey sense would go off. And, um, I, and also, I think it also has, for me personally, has to do with the four, six part, right? With going into my carnation cross, incarnation cross, and um, that ability to just be very honest, blunt to the point, uh, it's gotten me in a lot of trouble. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah uh, oh. so finding that four six obviously when you reflected down did it take you a little while to get into the profile aspect of it of that four six that you have oh my gosh I tell you I felt lost for probably the first six months now I'm uh about I was trying to figure it out because I I've gotten in this really good flow and uh preparing to chat with you today really was a, a wonderful experience for me to sort of stop and take inventory because life has sort of smoothed out so it's all it's just over two years since i ran my very first chart and i spent the first six months um probably walking around in a little bit of a daze kind of shocked and um the one area of my life that suddenly made sense was this extreme exhaustion and where I would burn myself out. Mm. And so I was able again to reflect on that because I've had a couple periods of my life where I literally made myself sick, yeah. right? I got sick. I was the reflector that got sick. And um, I, you know, I've actually been bedridden a couple times. Mm. Um, and for extended periods of time, because I got that exhausted, that burnt out. And so uh, looking at that being as part of our, you know, self-care, making sure that we're taking care of ourselves, it's mm -hmm. become non-negotiable for me. So I think the first six months, just looking back at all these different situations, um, you know, as I said before, the conflict or the trauma drama where you lose a friend or whatever's going on. I, I've always said, you either love me or you hate me. Now I understand why. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, what an epiphany that was. Yes. Being able to understand that the people who love me 
love themselves. So it's so easy for us to have this amazing connection because that's what I'm reflecting. And the people who don't, maybe at first, don't like me or have that aversion, it's usually because they don't love themselves. That has nothing to do with me. Again, validation that I haven't done anything wrong or, you know, I haven't uh, said or done something to turn these people off or not to, uh, to have a friendship with them. It's all okay. So yeah, that again, very validating to be able to look at those experiences and understand why people fall in love. Uh, I've even had some cases where I've noticed, um, and, and I don't know if anybody can relate to this or not, but I've had un, unprovoked or unwanted, um, uh, I'm trying to find the words, um, I've had people, male and female, be very flirtatious, we'll say you know, advance me in that way in that they think that I'm interested. I've been married for 36 years. I'm like, uh, no, I really don't want to see your naked photos on Facebook. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, okay, there's, there's a, there's a draw sometimes that uh, I feel we can magnetize things that we don't realize that we're even right and get ourselves in situations that we have to step back a little bit from because there's almost a little bit of an obsession sometimes so it can get to the point where they like us so much they're almost obsessed and I've even had a couple situations with good friends where they want me all to themselves and if they can't have me all to themselves then they get very jealous and they don't want to be my friend at all again nothing to do with me, nothing to do with me and the dynamics. So uh, I don't know if these are unique situations, <laughs> but mm. I'm being honest, this is sort of the things that have happened to me over the years where I've wondered, you know, what did I say to that guy to give him the wrong impression? Well, I didn't say or do anything, wow. right? I was the complete opposite in a way. I think I've had that a handful mm. of times, but mine's normally that people don't want to be around me so I think Mm. I've I've had that through my life where and it's only been since finding human design that I've I can kind of really go oh that is not me I'm you know and I've now realized that a lot of it is that I show a truth to them that they're not prepared to look at so it's not that they don't like me it's just that there's something on that day and it's not always it could be different different days one day it could be this repelling that you feel from them and then yeah. another day it could be oh come here hug me need me want me and so I've often found that yeah. it's generally I, I show people something they don't want to see about themselves whereas it mm-hmm. sounds like you're showing them something that they really want to see in themselves it's fascinating yes yes yeah absolutely and I've had the same experience as yourself where um you know in my in my personal relationships I've I've come to understand learning that I'm a reflector has really helped me um, in my immediate relationships with my husband, with my two children. Uh, now with my granddaughter, I um, I can see where where that what you're saying. You know, when the kids were younger, when my when my children were younger, I have a, a generator and a man gem that. Uh, 
you know, that I raised <laughs> and uh, with the help of my husband, who is a projector. Yeah. And, um, you know, we had a very unique family dynamic. But as time's gone on, I've noticed that both of my adult children now do struggle a little bit being around me. And I think it's that part that you're saying there's, there's things going on and we pull some of that to the surface, whatever that shadow is, that's maybe they don't want to face it today. So I've, I've learned that I have actually a, a little bit of a time limit, meaning, you know, visits actually are a little bit, I'm conscious now of the timing of them. And um, I can see the body language shifting and changing. And so, you know, we can have a lovely, lovely visit. And then it's like, oh, they've had enough of their mother reflector, two and a half hours. Oh, look at that, the clock. It's almost like clockwork, you know, time to wrap this up, time to go. And um, yeah. I've been very conscious of that. So learning that I'm a reflector, that part is really, it's very, it's been very, very helpful, very yeah. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't take any of that on personally. You can just feel it shift and go, oh, okay, that's exactly what it is. It's yeah. that knowing. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and I love when people say to me, um, you know, just talking to you, I feel better. And, yeah. and I kind of chuckle cause it's like, oh, we had a chat, but you talked the whole time and I just sat here, you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, Yeah. <laughs> uh it, it's whatever we whatever we're doing whatever we're doing um I I look at it in my for myself I call myself a transmuter of magnitude because I have realized that I can transmute very very high volumes of energy very quickly yeah. and that has actually played out in uh, my work you know that it, it's interesting because that's what I do now um yeah. professionally and I've, I've honestly never really, uh, I can't say I've never had a real job, but I've always worked either independently, uh, been an entrepreneur, or I've worked on contract. Mm -hmm. And so I've always had somewhat control over my hours or how I work or when I work, um, which has been, uh, you know, a blessing. And a lot of my work um, over the years has been done from my home, which is very unique. Yeah. You know, there's not very many people I know that can say that in their professional life, they've had a home office uh, the majority of their adult career. Yeah. So uh, I know that's, again, part of me just instinctually knowing what was required and how I would function best. Um, sometimes large, you know, I, when I was working corporate, I, uh, I was traveling a lot internationally and doing a lot of very large events and uh, would find myself, you know, on stage in a very large group of, you know, over thousands, we'll say thousands of people in the mm -hmm. audience, addressing uh, them with whatever our, uh, whatever our conference was or whatever the workshop was, and um, would get these waves of energy right? I could feel the energy from the audience. It was like a roller coaster. And people would say, oh, I love listening to you speak because uh, you take us on this journey. Mm -hmm. and, and it would be true. They'd be laughing. They'd be crying. We'd, we'd be having this wonderful 
experience together. And now I understand it, it was me as the reflector, yeah. but I also would tap in very much into people and um, sometimes, you know, on a very emotional level, be able yeah. to um, reflect that in the room as well. And sometimes it was not, it was not what was required yes. but it was what I was picking up on you know is sometimes you can't control that when you're in awareness of of someone in the room and mm. I I could never understand why I could go to a wedding and be joyful like the bride and go to a funeral and be crying like I'm the widow and I didn't even know her husband you know you know what I'm saying mm. I'd be such extreme reflection of, yeah. of the people around me yeah and I can yeah can relate to that it's uh before knowing human design I just used to think that I was just such a huge empath uh to the point of yeah. you know some in your professional you could probably relate to this as well as a as a healer as an energy healer and somebody who works in that yeah. sometimes you know everyone say you need to get better boundaries in place because I would sometimes <laughs> feel so much and and I remember thinking numerous times that I am <laughs> And now I know what I know. It's like I, I can do it a little bit differently because I understand it a bit differently. But it was just like, your boundaries don't work for me because I don't have any. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I actually had that exact conversation with someone yesterday who was, you know, a friend and we were, we were just chatting and um, she was trying to give me some advice and you know, how I should proceed and, and how important it is that I, you know, do things like she does them, but she's a generator. So she can't even imagine, you know, from my perspective. And yeah. so everything she was saying was truly the opposite. And yeah. she could not understand at all why I just could not control all these things that she effortlessly, you know, can ebb and flow and control. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm a reflector. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well why can't you just change? <laughs> well, why can't, um, why can't you just change? Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't judge myself so much on all of this now. And I kind of chuckle a little bit about it. And uh, I, I love being a reflector mm -hmm. I am you know two years in now and I really love being a reflector and I can see how we can contribute to others and contribute to the community and contribute to society and um, how important we are yeah. really and we're such a small percentage of the population that uh, we really do have a very large very high impact so yeah. Yeah, it's I interesting. I really, I, I really do agree with you there. I really do love being a reflector too, and I can, I can really look at it now and look at my life and look at what I'm here doing and what brings me joy. You know, there's no longer forcing, and I just think there's a reason. There's a reason I'm a reflector. There's a reason I'm so open, so that I can be what I need to be, without fighting for something or forcing. It's just a natural fluidity. It's just a natural flow, and so even though there's other things that can cause a bit of hiccups for being a reflector, like having to wait or running out of a bit of energy. It's like, that's actually the beautiful thing about us because of what we, what we can give. And when I think when you start to live it and embody it and you watch what, how you're helping other people, which you would know as yeah. well, it's, it's such a beautiful reflection back to us to go keep going 
this is amazing. This is exactly who you are supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. So, yes, I get very grateful sometimes about it. I just go, ah, I'm supposed to be open. Don't close yeah. down, you know, in those times of hardships or yeah. whatever, when you just feel it. No, no, no. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, when I started out, I, I had a very, you know, what I would call a massive spiritual awakening. And I I think I'd been fighting or running away from it for many, many years. But about 10 years ago, it kind of hit me. And I, I couldn't run from any of it any, anymore. And so I went, that was sort of when my quest of, well, I, I as you said, I'm an empath. Okay, what does all this mean? You know, you start the journey, the, the Reiki. I, you know, I took my Reiki training and um, worked my way up to Reiki master, but never did a Reiki session, never felt connected to it. And on and on and on and on. Um, just really trying to find something that didn't make me feel insane anymore. Like I just, I was at the point of feeling insanity because I could feel everything. And like say people, the advice typically is, well, you know, this crystal or smudge or whatever it is to just break all that energy up, right? Like you just need to protect yourself. You have you require more boundaries. And uh, I remember this feeling I had spent um, a day with this woman who had recently lost her husband. So my girlfriend invited me over and we'd spent the day together and she really wanted me to meet her friend. And at that point, I had not found out I was a reflector yet, but it was not long after that, that I did. And we'd spent the afternoon together and I had done some energy healing with her. And I mean, she had a very profound experience that day as I did as well. But I left that, um, that gathering, the, the three of us together having lunch, um, I left that session and uh, went to a hotel and had the most horrific experience I've had in, in a long time. And um, I mean, it was so horrific in that hotel room that day that I actually chose not to travel by myself for a period of time mm -hmm. because I had so much energy that I was stuck all over me and um I felt insane I literally felt insane and what was working for others of you know cloak yourself or put this crystal on or mm -hmm. put, you know whatever guard yourself what I really required was the complete opposite yeah and it wasn't until someone told me to put my barriers down and expand myself out I felt instant relief I can't mm. even begin to, to express how I felt. Yeah. And, um, and that is, you know, if I can offer advice to any mm. reflectors who are listening to this and, you know, struggling maybe with picking up all the energy in the room or, you know, mm. being in a group of people or like me traveling and being in hotels or mm. public spaces and struggling with all the energy that you're picking up on, um, that would be my advice. Mm, yeah. Just sit for a minute, ground yourself, yeah. put your barriers down. And that simple tool is just tell yourself barriers down yeah. and your barriers will go down, expand yeah. out. Energy is our first language. So 
when we do the energy work, as you know, um, we speak that language. We're all bilingual. So mm -hmm. even if we don't understand what it means in English or whatever language it is, we still mm -hmm. understand what it means in energy. And so that one tool really made the difference. But I still went on to struggle. And it wasn't until I listened to a reflector podcast or a podcast intended for reflectors, yeah. uh, of course, done by another design. And the one piece of advice they gave was, um, you know, step back, step, just keep stepping back. Yeah. And I realized how important that was when we're in a group of people that sometimes when the energy is really building and it's getting intense, just literally stepping backwards, six yeah. feet. Yeah. And I've practiced that now a lot, um, you know, with friends and family when I can feel the tension or like you said before, people don't want to be around sometimes because we're stirring things up. Yeah. When I feel that they're getting stirred up, just doing that, stepping back, stepping back, stepping back until I can feel it ease off. Yes. Uh, that has been a really great tool in my toolbox to help me. Yeah, that is a great tool. Thank you for sharing that because that it's simple. Sometimes we can, we, we, we read, you know, remove yourself from the situation. But maybe before you remove yourself from the situation, as you say, just step back, just step back out of that field a little bit and then see if it's better. Mm -hmm. That's really, really good advice. Thank you. Oh, it's so interesting that we were just talking there before about relationships and friendships because you and I are a part of um, the Inspiring Reflectors Facebook group. Yes. And even you just saying there before, um, bound, uh, boundaries down, boundaries down, because you provide, you've provided beautiful mm -hmm. uh, videos in that group to help people when they get overwhelmed, reflectors, I should say. Um, yes. But something when, when I first came into the group, a uh, quote that you, you'd put in there, which has always stuck with me, and it just, mm -hmm. you say here, um, I'll either inspire you or intimidate you. The choice is yours. That mm. has always stuck with me because I thought mm. that's exactly how simple it is. Like there's, there's, yeah. there's nothing in it. It's just as simple as that. So yeah, very wise words, Lisa. Thank you. Well, <laughs> sometimes I even surprise myself. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's very true though. We, we do inspire we can inspire people. And, and I think that's where in the work I'm choosing to do now, I mean, I had a complete about face, which when I found out I was reflector um, two years ago, two and a half years ago, I still was very much um, dabbling in my former career, still very committed there. But um, after finding out I was a reflector, I really started to step in more into the coaching and the healing arts and being able to offer my services and, and develop my private practice, so to speak. And um, I, I just feel blessed every day because I do attract people yeah. who I can inspire, yeah. who I can really help and contribute to in that way. And, and um, yeah, I think it's a very special relationship you can build with someone who is open and receptive and yeah. really looking for what we have to offer them as a coach or as a as a healer, as someone that can help them in their in their life and in their journey. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Lisa, when you went through the first, I guess, the first year, what are some of the things that you implemented? Like, did you did you follow some of the advice that were given about reflectors or did you just sit in it? 
Um, I'd say both. The answer to that question really is both. But yes, I really looked at um, the authority, right? Looking at being the lunar being that that offered me uh, and, and people hear me say this all the time. When I found out I was a human design reflector, it answered all the questions I had. But more importantly, it gave me answers to the questions I didn't even know I had, which was even more important. And so I had been really obsessed with the moon, which I think many, many of us are. We have this draw or this pull, this magnetism on this cycle that's happening on this 28 day rhythm. And um, I, I have to admit, I had a lot of conditioning around that, that I had to peel away. You know, it's wrong, it's taboo, it's bad, it's whatever. And um, just prior, but just months prior to finding out that I was a reflector, I actually was having some very moving uh, experiences with the full moon. Um, I was finding myself up late at night, not sleeping during the moon cycles. I would say probably three or four months prior, prior to finding out. It was like my body was preparing for this news coming. And I would lay in, you know, lay and look out the window all night and literally be moon bathing um, and never sharing this information with anyone because of mm -hmm. the stigma or whatever people might think of that. But it's like, well, you sit outside and sunbathe. Why wouldn't you lay in, you know, yeah. in the moonlight and bask in that and really absorb that energy? And so I, I felt my body and myself preparing for that as I headed into that journey that first six months. So this, it kind of gave me permission. It gave me permission to start looking at things a little bit more in depth and um you know I'm, I'm sure like lots of reflectors I went looking for information I needed books I needed whatever and and I just never found what I was looking for um understanding the gates and how we ebb and flow um I I have to admit I started to feel overwhelmed at one point with sort of information overload and I am so grateful for human design and there is so much information out there uh, for us to tap into but for the reflector there really isn't and so we've we've been kind of running on our own trying to make it up not make it up but you know what I mean make our way ourselves as we go mm -hmm. and so learning the gates and learning how the ebb and the flow at one point I felt obsessed yeah and then there was just this moment of clarity when I went, why are you complicating this? Yeah. Like you're an energy healer. You would sense the energy. Why not just ebb and flow with it? Yeah. Like take a deep breath, yeah. Yeah. step back, take a deep breath. And I did. And so that's when I started uh, doing uh, full moon, you know, on my own doing a yeah. full moon evening sort of, I don't want to use the word ritual because that's not quite what it really is, but, um, I was really observing the full moon and then, um, you know, I felt pulled even a little bit more and, and wanting to look, to look for more information. And it was, um, uh, about a year ago that I decided to become a certified moonologer. And um, 
I'll be very honest, if I'd known how in-depth it was with astrology, I probably would have not taken on that training because it was very, very in-depth. But again, it was a piece of the puzzle that helped me to understand we have two weeks. We have a two-week cycle and one is called new moon and one is called full moon and let's not complicate it. And before uh, the full moon, three to five days, I'm probably not going to sleep. And probably if you're listening to this near reflector, you're probably not sleeping either. That's okay. That's part of who we are. Uh, as we head into the new moon, three to five days, you're probably getting the best sleep you've had all month, which is amazing. Enjoy it. You know, as I head into the new moon, it's, it's become this tradition for me now that I, you know, I clean the sheets and I fluff the pillows and right. I just, I, I just know it's going to be glorious and I just want the whole experience. And so that might not seem as human design, you know, answer, but that's the practicality. That's the practical answer is I've learned to ebb and flow for the two weeks. And uh, I also have discovered within those two week cycles, there's going to be one day out of each cycle that I'm going to eat everything in the house, everything (laughs) in sight. I am going to be so ravenous. I'm going to eat and feel like I did not eat and I'm going to need to eat again. And it's just, you know, in the past, I would have been like, what is wrong with me? I would have beat myself up over that. But now, yeah. And so I just, I guess it's just relax, right? Is my advice, relax and don't make it so intense uh, for yourself. Don't stress yourself out because uh, if you can just be in the rhythm, be the rhythm and not think about it so intensely, whether you're doing it right or wrong or what gate we're in or what gate we're not in Mm. just how do you feel take a check right now and um go with the energy so i've learned not to start massive projects you know i'm not going to take on i'm not going to paint a room or start a big massive macrame project uh you know when i know i'm on a low cycle but when i feel that inspiration and my energy is super high that's when I'm going to, I know, oh, today's a great day for me to be starting that project or clean that cupboard or do whatever, because I'm going to be able to see it through to completion. Um, I'll have the energy for that. So I I guess it's, again, just being in in awareness. And um, I think instinctually that I've always been slow to make really big decisions. And my husband, after we... uh, found out, you know, we did my chart and found out I was a reflector. He kind of laughed about it because he always has found me a little bit indecisive and needing to massage and think about things. And, you know, I, and I wouldn't instinctually give things at least one 28 day cycle before Mm -hmm. I buy a house or buy a car or do whatever. So, you know, we're probably instinctually doing some of the things that we are required to do that human design does you know, point us in the right direction. That's right. And that's that's that conditioning that kicks into us where we, we're pushed outside of what we're naturally in tune with doing. Yeah. Such good advice there about just even the cycles. That's fascinating. I'm going to be tracking mine a little bit closer in that because I've, I, I, I've always had a, a love of the moon and I do watch it and I do use the transits yeah. and stuff. But 
breaking it down just simply like that and just going, oh, that might explain that overeating or that, you know, that's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense what you just said then. Yeah. So it's like, I want to track that. It's fun. Yeah. The science, it's fun. <laughs> and, you know, you know, the one thing as a reflector for myself, when I, when I read through my, my design, uh, the, there was a piece I read about, um, for me anyway, the fear of not being included. And that really stuck with me and the importance of community and us being involved in the community. And often we, you know, or at least I find for myself, often we're not necessarily the first one on the guest list to be invited to, to an activity. And so when I started looking at the moon and using that as, um, as my authority and starting to really ebb and flow with that, one of the things that really became important to me was community. Like, where's this vibe tribe? I, you know, I wanted to surround myself with amazing uh, human beings, like people of all profiles, all types. And be able to reflect all of that because I've seen where my my greatest successes in my life, where I've really been super successful in my previous career, it was because I attached myself, literally attached myself to someone who was successful. And now I realize as a reflector, oh, I get it now. I get it. You know, if, if you're struggling in career, then go find somebody to mentor you that is doing exactly what you want to do. And if they're a generator or a man gen, you know what, you're, you're just going to go for the ride. It's yeah. just this beautiful ride you can experience. Yeah. And so I started looking at the community and that's when um, I decided to put together my moon reflections with Lisa uh, group and be able to offer new moon and full moon um, workshops mm. and to be able to bring people together and do intentions and goal setting on the new moon and then do the forgiveness and the healing work with um, uh, with the full moon and so that has really helped me as well because when I started in March uh, doing that what I noticed right away was it put me right in the flow of the of the 28 days yeah. and um what happened as a result of that which I didn't expect was my business tripled yeah, right. and so I believe why that occurred was that suddenly I started to feel that alignment that we talk mm. about yeah yeah because I hadn't done anything else all I had done was created a community and focused on the cycle itself, which was my authority. So it, I, I'm still in a little bit of awe on how that has magically sort of played itself out because, um, you know, this, this has been a challenging time for many and many of us as healers, if we've chosen the healing professions, it's uh, often a hands-on modality. And so for many people, their businesses kind of came to a stop yeah. where I found myself, because I work primarily through Zoom, my business actually exploded as a result. Yeah. But I don't think it had anything to do with that. It had to do with the fact that I- Became an alignment. Became and an alignment. And sought your community, which is mm -hmm. that's so beautiful. 
that's so that yeah. is so so beautiful I love that oh yeah and and I was looking for a physical community and it was through the conversation with a girlfriend who said to me and sparked that inspiration she said Lisa if you can't find the community you're looking for then why can't you create it and she was right. I mean, just that simple little conversation to this mm-hmm. day, she doesn't even know how much of a little push off the cliff she gave me in, in my confidence level to actually step in a little bit more into my power, into my abilities, and um, to be able to own it, so to speak. Wow. I love that. That is so inspiring. I really love that. I really can feel that. That's, um, that's beautiful. Oh, we need a little bit more of that. And definitely, if you can't find it, build it. What movie is that from? That was Field of Dreams, wasn't it? Yes, I think you're right. If you build it, they will come. Just, just randomly. <laughs> there it is. What movie was that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so with that, that's beautiful what you're doing there with that. But what other, where else can we find you? What else are you doing in your business? Would you like to share with us? Well, my main practice, is as an emotion code practitioner, but I really like to describe it as a multi-modality, you know, session. If you were to book a session with me, it wouldn't be a necessarily a traditional emotion code session because I'm a reflector. So it's going to be unique to begin with. So I always say it's a multi-modality approach. So most, most of my day is spent. Um, and, and I have to say, I also have limited the number of people I do see in a day. I've learned again, with that burnout piece we talked about earlier. So I only work four days a week. Um, I only take a maximum of of about three to four clients a day. Mm -hmm. And I really give people, I I feel like I I step in wholeheartedly. So I give you what you require. And that feeds my soul to be able to do that. Um, And along the way, I sort of felt like I was getting a little distracted And again, I had one of those sort of come to Jesus moments (laughs) where I was like, Lisa, just stay in your lane. You know what you do best. So just stay in that lane. And so, um, yeah, I mean, people can find me on on my uh, on Facebook uh, at Access Lisa Tubi. That'll pull up. They can Google that Access Lisa Tubi and that'll pull up my Facebook page, my Instagram as well. Um, and I do have a website now, a booking website where they can book through sessions with me. So um, that's where they're going to find me here in my office, right? Pretty much four days a week, uh, working, you know, with clients and uh, loving every minute of it. Uh, you know, it's interesting because when I worked in direct sales as a, um, I was a fashion uh, consultant for almost 20 years and I worked with a large sales team and you know loved what I did and had a had a a very rewarding career um you know when when I look back at that journey what really kind of motivated me was to become a coach and so during that time frame I actually took a business coaching course and saw that evolve from that result-centered leadership to today, to what I do, which is really interesting how all the pieces have sort of come together. But the biggest thing is, is being the reflector. I mean, even when I was taking that business coaching training, that um, 
I remember having this ability and my, my coach who I was working with, my trainer who I was working with said to me how unique it was that I was able to read between the lines in the coaching situation. And it was like reading a book with another book written kind of in a shadow. And that's how it, I literally would be able to coach someone and get to things that get to the heart of what yeah. they required um, very quickly. And yeah. again, I know that's from being a reflector. So stay in my own lane, right? Yeah. I, I don't require all those other things anymore um, for me to be able to be of service to others. I really just offer who I am. And so, yeah. And I, I have given myself, you know, intuitive coach is how I really feel. I'm an intuitive coach and healer. And, um, and I think that's part of who we are as reflectors is we're very intuitive. Yes. Yeah. I love that you say that stay in your own lane, because it is very easy to get caught up on the, uh, what's what's going on over here I've got to do this and I've got to do that and I've got to do everything else and just go I'm actually really really blissful right here this is it this oh is all I need for now. well and it's <laughs> so easy for reflectors to get caught up in other people's energy and and that was the one thing my husband you know has always said to me um is in my relationships with my girlfriends he would watch me go through so if they had a uh, a death in their family as an example or if they were going through a separation or divorce I literally would ride the wave with them yeah and experience it step by step with them yeah. and you know he would just say to me and he'd use these exact words you're just reflecting what they're going through not even knowing that you know, years later, decades later, we would discover that I am a reflector. Yeah. So he was, he was right. He was right. So it's easy to get caught up at other people's energy. Um, and that's one of the, when I said earlier about the craziness, us feeling like we're crazy sometimes, like we've got this intensity of energy and these thoughts and these feelings and these emotions and truly 98% of it does not belong to us. No. So if you take nothing from, you know, whatever I've said today, you walk away with nothing other than just that 98% of your thoughts, feelings, emotions belong to someone else. Yeah. You know, that hopefully will be a, a very, a, a very uh, important part of this conversation today for someone. Mm. And they'll be able to feel like, oh, yeah, okay. I and am you know, saying I'm, yeah. yeah. And taking that time, um, just something that I experienced during that, even though I was trying to take a cycle or however long I needed, I found there was a decision that I, I thought, right, and this was signing up for another triathlon. And mm -hmm. I'd kind of been like pushing it, repelling. And I thought, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll honor, I'll honor my strategy and I'll take the time. Now, what happened is I did take the time, but I was still immersed with my triathlon club. So they were still pushing, mm -hmm. still feeling. So through this cycle, it was like I was still being conditioned yeah. to make this decision to sign up for this bloody triathlon. Yeah. And, and I thought to myself at the end of that cycle, okay, I still want to do it. And then when I did it, and then when the time came close, which it hasn't, I'm actually, anyway, long story short, I'm, I'm going to defer it. 
because I thought, why am I not excited about this? I gave it time. I still said yes. And then I realized, no, you didn't say yes. You were still conditioned that whole month to say yes. And I think that was a wake up for me at the start of the year to just, I've really got to remove myself without other people's yeah. input from it. Yeah. Um, so if that helps somebody, I don't know, that kind of just came to me in the last couple of weeks where I thought, oh, I remember that happening. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's it, there's a little bit more to just waiting a cycle. It's really removing yourself from it and allowing it to feel it. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, I totally agree. And what a blessing we have had for reflectors in this last year. Yeah. You know, where we have pulled back a little bit from day-to-day activities and maybe we have been home uh, or working from home where we hadn't had that luxury before. Um, you know, as I said, I've, I've always had this luxury. Well, yeah. I created that luxury. Let's put it that way. I've created that luxury for myself to be able to work from home and be in my office by myself, you know. Um, but for most reflectors, they they have not had that opportunity. So you are so right when you say it's not even just taking the 28 days to make that decision. It's really pulling your pulling yourself back so that you can decondition. And um, that's very powerful, very powerful when you do that. Yeah. And I think that that's when that's when you know, because you feel you really do feel it. And you're like, ah, this is Mm -hmm. coming from me, that me. Oh, mm-hmm. I love these chats. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for having the inspiration and following through. Because, as you know, um, many reflectors we we don't often have that staying power, right? We we get these great inspirations, but sometimes don't follow through on things or the the rhythm or the cycle of it. Being committed and mm. um, and so you know great that you're able to do this and help others um it's very it's brilliant it really is brilliant and i know that there's going to be a lot of us uh, a lot of reflectors are going to listen to these and really be helped whether it's my words or someone else's just knowing you're not alone is uh very powerful and being able to relate to someone's story you know one of the things that i've noticed um as you've already mentioned we're we're part of a reflector group and a community. I've noticed that there's often a question about, um, you know, love relationships, um, marriage. And uh, I've been married for 36 years. And I think part of the success of that just has to do with the fact that my husband uh, is very intuitive as well, but has always given me that space right, is always instinctually known when I needed that salt bath or whatever that nurturing or whatever it was. And so uh, I think he was instinctually been working (laughs) somewhat with my cycle to begin with, right, that ebb and flow that we have. And so it's, it can, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is you you can have those relationships, those long-term relationships. Um, And part of that, I think, is just knowing who you're reflecting as we've matured in our marriage more recently when I've discovered who I am a little bit more I've begun to realize where I have been taking on stuff 
from him and from my kids. And so now I have an understanding of that. And so it's so much easier for me to step back and not get caught up in, you know, in whatever's going on for him. Right. Um, And I think that's important that we're, we're not reflecting the trauma drama because that's when things can get in a relationship can get volatile. It can get right where, things don't seem like they're working, but if you can just step back a little bit from it and honor the process. So, yeah, I, I, I noticed that probably over the last 10 years, I suffered from a lot of insomnia Mm -hmm. and I, I didn't understand why I was having that insomnia. And it was because I was really craving, I guess, not acknowledging it, but really requiring that sleep time by myself so I would often find myself waking up and moving to the couch or moving to uh, a spare bed because that's what I really required and now I can look at that and go that's okay it's okay right and so we don't have to have a traditional setup here I can have some of my own my own space and so that is one of the things actually since I found out I was a reflector I actually did claim a room in our home as my own so that I can have that downtime I can retreat if I require to retreat and I'm really um, glad you brought that up because during my first part of the year I suppose I didn't feel I needed it I've got a pure generator partner who's very understanding um, and has kind of gone on this journey with me and acknowledges because I think he's quite intuitive himself. He sort of watches my yeah. energy. But I've noticed the more I get into it and the old, I guess the older I'm getting, but also that I do need that time away. And I found that a lot of me taking myself to another room, it was this is conditioning of my upbringing. You know, what's happening in yeah. your relationship? There must be something wrong with you to sleep apart. And yes. I thought, oh, and when I really looked in I'm like yeah that's everybody else's bullshit this is what we need to be able to sleep Jason doesn't need it like I do like he could he could sleep beside me all the time but I do find my sleep is so much better so I don't do it all the time but I do I have that feeling now again it's like I drop into it and I'm like yeah yeah I'm just going to I'm just going to sleep in my room Equating yeah. my room yeah. Yeah. tonight. Um, and it's just been so healing because we need our sleep. We really do need our sleep. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. And it, it has helped me physically because I am sleeping better. Um, you know, I was going through some periods of a lot of body pain and I noticed that that eased up. Yeah. Um, again, I think we just reflect or take on Uh, I know I take on things from other people and attempt to help heal and protect them. And so having that space where I can just call it my own and just decompress and be myself, um, I think has really, really helped a lot. So physically, mentally, and emotionally, and uh, my partner is also, you know, my husband has also said, since I've started, um, since in March, when I started doing the, the workshops, um with the community he's noticed how much happier I am yeah that that cycle right that it is pulling me into alignment and so you know I guess what I'm trying to say is nobody really has to understand the journey but you 
you know, whatever the choices are you make are your choices and whatever other people's interesting points of view are around all of that is really just their interesting point of view. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and as you say, it's the conditioning as well. I, I, there was a really big piece of conditioning around that for me mm-hmm. that I really had to uh, work on and really had to let go of because yeah. it felt really wrong. And I'm not sure again where that came from but I think it's societal like I think I I do believe it was a conditioning from society that I had absorbed and needed to just let it go yeah yeah and I've got two littleies as well as two olders and they sometimes will now say where are you sleeping tonight (laughs) (laughs) I think it's funny because they think it's funny it's just like this is the again we're we're allowing our little people to observe these new norms where everything is available there there is no right, right or wrong it's just what works here yeah. today so yeah mm-hmm. I think it's good our, uh, our little people of the world are, will be will be changed forever I think due to all of this oh awareness. for sure and I am so grateful that I've been able to run charts for both of my children for my adult children and now for my granddaughter um, I, I'm watching her from completely different perspective. And I know that grandparents say that, oh yeah, you know, you, you have this luxury as a grandparent to be able to observe them in a different way, but I'm observing her knowing she's a generator and it's really exciting. It, it also is helping me to understand so that some of the things that maybe as a parent, I wouldn't have understood, you know, she has this battery of energy that's just go, 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 go all the time. And of course, people want to label that, right? They want to label it right away. And so uh, I I just observe it and know who she is. And I hope that I can help to guide her a little bit more in understanding, you know, her, her type. And, you know, as you say, the kids will be they'll definitely be different. They'll, they'll be raised in a different environment and maybe not as conditioned as, yeah. as, as we have been. Thank you. I have taken up so much of your time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. We might wrap that up now. Oh. Yeah. It's been a wonderful conversation. And again, I just, want to thank you so much for inviting me to the table to have this chat with you today and and to give my perspective um you know i i feel like i'm a human design enthusiast i'm a fan i'm certainly not an expert by any mean but i am definitely learning about myself and who i am and how i can apply these tools um and so i can appreciate how much more I'm in alignment and how much more I feel like myself than I did two years ago. So um, time, time is sometimes all we require is to just keep moving forward one month at a time. And so as the reflectors are listening to this, I know there's many that are just finding out who they are and are in that same spot we were not that long ago. So hopefully they'll be able to find the inspiration they're looking for here in the in these podcasts thank you yes here's to that 